1: When Napoleon lay
2: at Bologna for a year with his flat-bottomed boats and his grand army, he was told by someone, there are bitter weeds in England. There are certainly a great many more of them since the British expeditionary force returned. So I have myself full confidence that if all do their duty, if nothing is neglected and if the best arrangements are made as they are being made we shall prove ourselves once more able to defend our island home to ride out the storm of war and to outlive the menace of tyranny if necessary for years if necessary alone at any rate that is what we are going to try to do That is the resolve of His Majesty's government, every man of them. That is the will of Parliament and the nation. The British Empire and the French Republic, linked together in their cause and in their need, will defend to the death their native soil, aiding each other like good comrades to the utmost of their strength. Even though large tracts of Europe and many old and famous states have fallen or may fall into the grip of the Gestapo and all the odious apparatus of Nazi rule, we shall not flag or fail. We shall go on to the end. We shall fight in France. We shall fight on the seas and oceans. We shall fight with growing confidence and growing strength in the air. We shall defend our island, whatever the cost may be. We shall fight on the beaches. We shall fight on the landing grounds. We shall fight in the fields and in the streets. We shall fight in the hills. We shall never surrender. And even if, which I do not for a moment believe, this island or a large part of it
3: L-G-B 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 They say L-G-B Everywhere I go L-G-B What it means, I don't know L-G-B Whatever it is L-G-B Please! Alrighty then! <laughs> <I like> Thank <it. laughs> you. L-G-B! That. Let's Go Brandon, right? L-G-B! This means Let's Go Brandon, no! L-G-B! Sounds like Let's Go Brandon, I guess. L-G-B! Alright, let's go Brandon. I am Cornolio! Chad L-G-B! Right wing and left wing. L-G-B! Oh, you know the thing! G B, don't sing. Black, L G B, and you play black. L G B, let's go, Brandon. L G B, let's go, Brandon. L G B, let's go, Brandon. F
2: J B, let's go, Brandon.
3: I'm Joe Biden, and I forgot this message.
2: Greetings, my dear friends and welcome to yet another Reading Epic Threads live stream. I'm your host, Patrick Gunnels, joining you from Houston, Texas, this August sixth, 2022 at 1129am Central Daylight Time. Now, some of you may notice that the filter I'm using on this particular Reading Epic Threads production is black and white. That is because I got kind of a nasty little blemish on my nose, you can tell even now. But it looks really bad in full color. How did I get this blemish I'm using the damn breathe right strips and I ripped it off and uh, i've done it too many times and now. Well, my skin got irritated, so I got to figure something out. I don't know if anybody has any suggestions i'm wearing the damn thing right along here and making my nose that and ma- making it so that I can breathe at night, which is awesome. Then I don't mouth breathe, then my throat doesn't get sore I don't mean to you know talk about all this to you guys but it's just kind of what's going on with me so i'm thinking maybe I put it higher up. Maybe this skin is more tender or something like that. I don't know. I just don't know. But those of you who have a problem with me using filters, because when I don't use a filter, I'm just so very real. Sorry, I'm a teeny bit vain, but I confess that. So please don't hold it against me. One thing that I don't hold against anybody is the fact that I have some of the best elixirs in the world. I have collagen elixir from isogenics go to ret.isagenix.com, ret.isagenix.com, collagen elixir is just the yummiest. Basically, it's just fish collagen. And uh, right now, I guarantee you, Americans and worldwide, your diet is deeply deficient in collagen. Stop it right at the pass. Go to ret.isagenix, I-S-A-G-E-N-I-X, I-S-A-G-E-N-I-X g-e-n-i-x.com and stop being deficient in collagen your body needs it desperately tastes like apple juice and then my newcomer here this one i can't really live without anymore so if you saw my debate with steve kirsch where i really made him look stupid wasn't that hard because he actually is stupid uh nootropic elixir was helpful in giving me clarity giving me that just knowing what to say next feeling melissa Swankett also swears by the stuff uh, the more i take it the more i realize i get that 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 feeling of clarity that i used to get with other smart drugs there is just no downside to this stuff though check out nootropic elixir I'm also going to be bringing a bunch of this with me to the pit to share with a bunch of other influencers. Uh, it's really great stuff. Taste, it, it's kind of it's kind of a sweet Swedish bitter taste. It's it's not the best tasting stuff in the world. It's freaking worth it though. Uh, it tastes better when you refrigerate it. Yeah, it has like a bitter aftertaste, but it's man, it is freaking worth it, guys check out the new Elixir, uh, tropic elixir with that I would like to go ahead and get started. With some really good pieces that we've got from burning bright so i'm seeing this is kind of a burning bright day. Uh, if I can find it so i'm just going to go to burning bright.substack.com and see what I can do because this is he's got two really awesome pieces that I want to do today, and tomorrow we're going to be doing kind of an all Arn Grimmer day. So I want to do devolution for dummies first, and then we're going to do the bright brief, and then if we have any time, uh, I'll find something else to do, but I'm thinking that it's going to be just those two today, but I'm wrong all the time, so let's see what happens. So i want to start with devolution for dummies by burning bright which is just you know if anybody's going to be able to dumb this down for everybody i think it's going to be burning bright he's got a he's got a teacher's mind so let's do this thing from burningbright.substack.com devolution for dummies the most important covert operation of our time by burning bright The following is meant to be a brief crack at explaining the brilliant and highly likely devolution theory to those of you who are either new to the idea or put off by it or confused by it. If I have done my job by the end of this piece, you will find links to the world's foremost citizen journalist expert on this topic where I highly encourage you to look into his much more detailed research on the subject now. Without further ado, what is devolution overall? Devolution is a continuity of government plan in which a sitting president legally and constitutionally transfers the powers of the United States commander in chief to a select group of trusted advisors while he is removed from the direct levers of power in the executive branch. Devolution ensures that certain red lines are not crossed while the nation is compromised at a government level, protecting critical infrastructure and national security until a legal and constitutional return to power is possible or advantageous. Under what circumstances would devolution be triggered? Devolution would be triggered in the event that the office of the President of the United States could not fulfill its constitutional obligations in the traditional government structure of Washington under such scenarios as a nuclear war, catastrophic natural disaster, foreign invasion or internal infiltration of U.S. government institutions. By devolving power to a group of trusted individuals, the president decentralizes the powers of the executive branch and commander-in-chief, decreasing the likelihood of the complete dissolution or compromising of the office of the president. Under what authority can devolution be actioned? The president has a constitutional mandate to ensure the protection of the United States, its government, and its citizens. If a determination is made that said protection is better served by devolving or decentralizing the powers of the executive branch Including the combined power of the US military the president has the legal authority and express mandate to do so. The mechanism by which a president devolves power is through a combination of executive orders and presidential emergency action documents which are allowed during times of war or national emergency. If the president doesn't hold power under devolution, who does? Whomever the president decides to vest with the powers of the executive branch in namely certain cabinet members, but most likely senior members of the United States armed forces. Specifically, the combatant, commanders of the U.S. military. These commanders would then be responsible for ensuring... That the designated red lines in the u.s continuity of government plans are not crossed and to intervene in the event that they are threatened by enemies foreign and domestic what are the red lines that devolution protects the legal term for the red lines that the devolution process would protect are National essential functions NEFs. These may include things such as critical infrastructure, foreign relations, military logistics, chain of command, and most important importantly, national security. Should any NEFs be threatened, the combatant commanders have the legal, constitutional and moral authority to step in and prevent the NEFs from being further compromised, Thus, ensuring the survival of the United States and its citizens. Is there evidence that the United States government has been devolved? There is a copious amount of circumstantial evidence to suggest devolution has been actioned, including. Donald J. Trump's publicly available executive orders, his public statements officially protesting the 2020 U.S. elections, his appointing of 11 combatant commanders, all of whom remain in their positions, congressional partisan's inability to be granted legal authority to view presidential emergency action documents, the open refusal of the U.S. military to follow executive orders from the current acting administration, statements by former leaders, and Former cabinet members and more. Will devolution ever be officially acknowledged? Unlikely. Although this would be within the purview of the president. The devolution process itself is a mechanism through which the national essential functions of the United States will be preserved. But the implementation of such a plan and the reveal of it could, in the opinion of the president be seen as controversial given the public optics of the 2020 US election and the partisan nature of current national politics. Devolution does not need to be acknowledged publicly to have served its purposes like many covert political and military operations throughout US history. Why allow the enemy to take the White House in the first place. The president deemed any or all of the following scenarios likely. The enemy's plans were impossible to thwart. Through head-on, overt means due to a combination of their entrenchment, financial and media backing, and public support requiring the need for covert operations. Certain operations that must occur to ensure the future sovereignty of the U.S. and its allies would be better served while the president was away from the levers of public power. We are involved in fifth-generation warfare suggesting that large scale psychological operations are currently, currently being employed against and for the American people until such time as an exponential, overwhelming majority, are ready for a return to public power. Where can I learn more about devolution? By following the man who has been writing about it for 13 months. Patel Patriot. Go to devolution.link or visit his incredible substack, .substack patelpatriot.substack.com to zoom in to the fascinating nitty-gritty of the devolution theory. You'll be glad you did. Until next time, stay positive, stay based, and most importantly, stay bright. That's burningbright.substack.com, an absolute luminary in our community. I strongly urge you to go to burningbright.substack.com. Subscribe, subscribe with dollars. Those are excellent as well. So uh, I just, I'm, I'm really humbled. And also, I got kind of a big ego out of it at the same time, that I inspire some of these people with my show. To begin writing their own stuff. And Burning Bright is an example of such. What do you say? We do a Brent D. Kates and then finish with Burning Bright. Does that sound good? Big Pharma versus American Therapeutics Part 2. Brentcates.substack.com. Brentcates.substack.com. The mainstream media's diabolical campaign to defame doctors of conscience and Trump. In part two, I will show how the despicable legacy media in full-blown collusion with big pharma used all of their platforms, both news, culture, and social to mock, ridicule, debunk, and fact check any and all who advocated or even suggested Americans use therapeutics to treat or prevent illness via the COVID-19 virus. And when I say anyone, I'm including the then President of the United States, Donald J. Trump. Literally anyone who had any consequential platform of a political, cultural, or medical nature who did not sing the happy song regarding taking the jab was pushed back against hard for simply saying they had reservations or concerns about injecting an experimental drug or vaccine into their bodies or anyone else's. People cannot even agree if the mRNA shots are a drug because it's not a drug specifically and it's not a vaccine specifically either see what I mean. But the vile mainstream media reserved its most vicious and virulent lies for those who offered up homeopathic alternatives to big pharma's jab like therapeutics, some of which had been available for decades, many of which had been widely approved for off label use for many years. The use of hydroxychloroquine HCQ was first offered up as a viable early treatment for COVID by a doctor named Vladimir Zelenko who operated a practice in New York State. Dr. Zelenko puzzled and alarmed by the healthcare industry's demand that patients infected with COVID-19 stay home until they were in the advanced stages of the illness where they would be having difficulty breathing only to then be placed on ventilators. We would soon learn to our horror, over 80% of people placed on ventilators would not survive. Dr. Zelenko, on his own initiative, pooled all of his medical knowledge, skill, and resources to treat his patients early with what came to be called the Zelenko Protocol, or Z-Stack. His results went viral. Dr. Zelenko said the whole treatment costs only $20 over a period of five days with 100% success. He defines success as not dying. Andrea's full post is below, quote. Last Wednesday, tech startups published the success story from Dr. Vladimir Zelenko, a board certified family practitioner in New York. After he successfully treated 350 coronavirus patients with 100% success, using a cocktail of drugs. Hydroxychloroquine in combination with azithromycin, an antibiotic to treat secondary infections and zinc sulfate. Dr. Zelenko said he saw the symptom of shortness of breath resolved within four to six hours after treatment. Now, Dr. Zelenko provides updates on the treatment after he successfully treated 699 COVID-19 patients in New York. In an exclusive interview with former New York mayor Rudy Giuliani, Dr. Vladimir Zelenko shares the results of his latest study, which showed that out of his 699 patients treated, zero patients died, zero patients intubated, and four hospitalizations. Dr. Zelenko said the whole treatment costs only $20 over a period of five days with 100% success. He defines success as not to die. Dr. Zelenko first posted his Facebook video message last week calling on President Trump to, quote, advise the country that they should be taking this medication, end quote. Legacy media, which had already been ridiculing President Trump's earlier statements on HCQ as maybe an effective alternative therapeutic to ventilators, compared to waiting to provide any treatment until patients were on death's door, immediately pounced all over this unproven and dangerous therapeutic approach. Remember, this was before any vaccines were available, but they knew they were coming. My theory is, since I believe the ghoulish globalists funding and driving the pandemic created and then released this plague upon humanity so they could then vaccinate the world to herald in their great reset. You damn betcha. They wanted to quash any and all evidence of far cheaper and effective alternatives. When Rudy Giuliani posted Dr. Zelenko's results on Twitter, the mainstream media immediately implemented a bullshit narrative to steal all of the eyeballs and oxygen away from this threat to their agenda. Rudy Giuliani tweeted, exclusive, Donald Trump may be right. A new French study shows the efficacy of hydroxychloroquine and azithromycin. Get this study and Dr. Zelenko's treatment results of 699 patients all still alive by going to RudyGiulianiCS.com and subscribing in the next 24 hours. Behold, the fish tank cleaner narrative. Quote, Washington Post, A man thought aquarium cleaner with the same name as the antiviral drug chloroquine would prevent coronavirus. It killed him by Katie Shepard. March 24th, 2020. Don't listen to bearded quacks and crazy Donald. It might kill you. This narrative's only purpose was to yank everyone's attention away from what had just happened. Mainstream media immediately fact-checked Dr. Zelenko's claims into oblivion. Most simply said his results were unproven. The Washington Post could not resist since Trump had been made aware of Dr. Zelenko's practice. So voila, an orthodox Jew becomes a right-wing extremist. Touting virus care, Simple Country Doctor becomes a right-wing star as his results, which have now been verified, were ignored. Media narrative number one hcq is fish tank cleaner and will harm you when america's frontline doctors began to gain traction by honoring their hippocratic oaths by offering americans therapeutics to prevent or treat covid 19 these racist assholes picked one of the black doctors from an african nation and made her the butt of their unbridled mockery for weeks Even other left-leaning outlets were disturbed by this, but even the arguments started over it, made this insidious tactic successful. From the Daily Beast, demon sperm doctors group that met with Pence is now pushing COVID vaccine fears. Demon sperm. What these doctors who were on the front line treating thousands of patients were saying about viable and early treatment alternatives to waiting at home as the illness progressed and worsened were successfully muffled. Media narrative number two, demon sperm. Everyone knows what media narrative number three is. Trump told people to drink bleach. Vanity Fair, quote, yes, Trump actually suggested injecting disinfectants into your veins could cure coronavirus. Here's what Trump was talking about. Ethanol vapor, hot alcohol, tall cup heat insulating styrofoam, upper respiratory tract, tract, nasal cavity, pharynx larynx, lower respiratory tract, trachea, pulmonary bronchi, lungs. Figure one. Inhaling the alcohol vapor through the nostrils for disinfection of viruses inside the nasal cavity. Your respiratory tract is the alcohol distillation apparatus. This illustration is reproduced from original image found in Wikipedia, wikipedia.org slash wiki slash trichia. Prompt method, 40% whiskey or similar alcohol, dripping on a gauze, inhale the vapor slowly at room temperature, injecting disinfectants. Throughout all of this, people were dying from the healthcare industry's policy of late treatment. I submit this was done on purpose to drive the need for mail in ballots for the 2020 election. Big Pharma creating, the legacy media enabling, and the globalists funding this are monsters. Worse than any grimm's fairy tale more to come in part three and i would like to make one comment from my own personal experience and i want you to know i listened to this on speakerphone i forget the doctor's name but she's a freaking ghoul who deserves to be executed and here's what i saw my mother had horrible respiratory infection, what we would call respiratory infection in the germ theory paradigm. And I said, mom, you just call, all you gotta do to get rid of this is get an antibiotic and some steroids. It's all she needed and it would remove the symptoms. Now, I'm outside the germ theory paradigm right now. I was in the germ theory paradigm at the time. It was shortly after 2021, it was early Biden. And the doctor on the phone, was prescribing her antibiotic and steroid. And then my mom volunteered, oh, and I can't taste anything. The doctor immediately stopped prescribing anything and said, oh, well, you need to go get tested. Don't worry about getting prescribed anything and make sure to wear a mask, which of course would make the symptoms worse. These American doctors have been 100% trained in some kind of ghoulish orientation from the devil himself, get as many dead people as possible with the diagnosis COVID. Whoever that doctor is and the rest of them, they all need to be swinging from ropes, people, they need to be held liable for every one of these deaths criminally. All right, we're going to finish with the great burning bright Substack.com, and this is the Bright Brief, and I'm kind of excited about it. From burningbright.substack.com, Bright Brief, stings, doesn't it? Carrie Lake's victory is our go signal. Today, we're mapping out the various victories inherent in Carrie Lake's earning the GOP nomination for governor of Arizona. First, let's focus on the practical and the political. Carrie Lake has arrived. She's been coming for a while. The female Trump, the femme fatale version of DeSantis. No, she's Carrie Lake based, poised, and most importantly, American to the core. Lake has won over virtually every red-blooded American who's had the pleasure of watching her eviscerate mainstream media vultures, corrupt county officials, and my personal favorite, establishment rhinos, with startling efficiency and even glee. She's a fighter, this one. And while she undoubtedly had help behind the scenes, both in running for and eventually securing the GOP nomination for governor of Arizona, the fact that she did so while competing with both a hostile media environment and very likely overwhelming election fraud is impressive, gratifying, and most importantly, highly motivating for the America First movement. Before the primaries, Donald J. Trump told us that Carrie Lake was not only his preferred candidate, but that she would go on to be the best governor in the United States, and as I now have a habit of saying in these briefs, Donald J. Trump has a knack for getting these sorts of things right. As we project forward and consider the fallout of Lake's true arrival onto the governmental, not just the political scene... Let us allow ourselves to look beyond the midterms and into the future I believe Trump and his fellow patriots want for us. A nation returned to its federalist roots wherein states are true sovereigns serving the rights of their citizens and while cooperating with the other states in the union utterly independent from them. These United States should not be subservient to anyone but their own citizens. Ron DeSantis may have provided the foundation, but I believe Lake will begin to demonstrate not just to America First Patriots, but to the nation as a whole just how powerful, just how effective, and just how life-changing a just, motivated, and most importantly, sovereign governor can be. Carry Lake is the start. She's far from the end. The fraud wasn't enough. The red wave is real, very real. They always knew it, but the real danger for them is that now we all know it. Now it might seem obvious in hindsight, of course, There was never going to be and there is going to be a red there was going to be and there is going to be a red wave from august straight through to november is is going to be straight through to november a red wave fair enough but here's the kicker now we know the red wave is so tall so deep And so overwhelming that even the combined might of the media, DNC and Rhino industrial propaganda and voting complexes were powerless to stop it. And you know what? I can guarantee you there were patriots who abstained from this election after the morale crushing defeat that was November 3rd 2020 these need not even be black pillars to whom we'll get shortly. These are often the victims of black pillars, patriots who mean well but who don't follow the moves and counter moves as those of us in this community do. Patriots who tell themselves there's nothing they can do until they actually believe it. Patriots who stopped fighting the information war, the sovereign war, because they assumed it was already lost. Guess who turned on the morning news or refreshed their social media feeds on Wednesday morning and spit out their damn coffees when it turned out the fraud wasn't enough. Guess who just unfollowed their collected black pill accounts from Facebook or Twitter to truth after leaving some well-deserved victory meme. Carpet bombs, of course. Guess who just got the biggest charge to vote their asses off in the midterm elections after nearly two years of internalized losses. Which brings me to my next point. Now that we've got the obvious out of the way, let's dig a little deeper and use a bit of projection. Here, we're looking more at the potential rather than the actual. For a deeper dive on how the potential can be more important than the actual in some cases, read Wednesday's brief, link in the article. Black pillars need not apply. In the aforementioned scenario, we're assuming patriots that did not go out and vote for Lake in the primaries were well-meaning, but black-pilled or demoralized. That said, there is a massive and insidious difference between being black-pilled and being a black pillar. Similar to the difference in being offered a vice and offering the vice. Both parties share some culpability, but those who tempt us toward the dark paths will only ever wander them. Tuesday night's victory was the first in a long, powerful series of victories for us, and the first in a long, utterly humiliating series of losses for black pillars who have either infiltrated our movement, or who have genuinely come to believe there is no hope and yet continue to wield influence. As many in this community understand, these folks are some of the most damaging to the nation as they seek to spread doom and gloom, criticizing those who trust in plans. They fail to understand while simultaneously discouraging the very same from participating in the political and constitutional processes of their republic. It could be that some of these folks will start to see the error of their ways in the weeks ahead and will come back to the light and urge their followers to do the same. It could be that others realize the game is up and fade into the gray. It is very likely, however, that the most faithful of the black-robed, black-pilled contingent will only dial up their demoralizing rhetoric in the face of this momentum shift. So be it. We're just getting started. The sting is still going on. Finally, I think we've seen enough out of Greg Phillips and the nationwide campaign against election fraud to be relatively comfortable making a few assumptions. We can assume that patriots from Carrie Lake herself and her staff to America First patriots across the nation, to county officials, to patriots installed and lying in wait in both the intel agencies and more importantly, the US military, knew everything we knew heading into Tuesday night and an absolute metric ton of, and then some. Now, Lake came through with the nomination anyway, despite Their best efforts to muck things up through various means, some of which we already know, some of which we'll learn in the days, weeks and months ahead, and some of which will likely remain under seal, only being trotted out when the time is right for the the fortunate few, for the fortunate few, who are selected for Arizona grand juries in the months ahead. Did you really think the sting of the century started and ended on november 3rd 2020 did you really think they weren't going to try again did you really think we weren't going to wait as many in this movement understand winning is meaningless if the win isn't for the long haul. Squeaking some America First candidates through to nominations will mean nothing if they don't win those November races. Further, even winning said races is not enough as long as there is an ounce of meaningful and organized election fraud taking place. But don't take that as a black pill. No, take that as a promise. We will catch Every one of them. We will prosecute every one of them to the fullest extent of the law, and we will secure our elections for a generation and more to come. Thus, in closing, we can see that as many victories as we got on Tuesday night in Maricopa County, Carrie Lake winning was toward the bottom of the list. That's no knock on Lake. That's just how much damn winning we got done this week. Until next time, stay positive, stay based, and most importantly, stay bright. All right, Burning Bright, thank you so much for that amazing update. I am so grateful to have you in the Reading Epic Freds community like this. And i i look forward to every single bright brief that you're putting out it's just such a great news oh, man it's like doing my job for me <laughs> so uh tomorrow i'm going to be doing arn grimmer a piece that he hasn't actually released yet so it's going to be an Arne grimmer exclusive and it is super badass guys so you're going to want to check it out i have one more thing i want to show you so one of the things that we in this community have to get very, very good at, is recognizing controlled opposition. Joe Rogan, all the way to his vicious, nasty, evil, satanic little core, is on the wrong side. You can tell this because he has never, I mean, for a million different reasons with this drug-pushing sodomite, but for, for, for one good reason, a good litmus test, is are they willing to talk about the manifest election fraud that takes place in every single one of these 50 states, okay? There's another guy that you guys might be tricked into thinking is a good guy, and I am positive he works directly for the fucking devil. His name is Tim Pool, and I would like you to listen to this before you ever consider him to be a person of good faith ever again. (laughs)
1: All right, we have this story from Axios Phoenix. Lake declares victory in Arizona GOP primary, says outstanding ballots will favor her. With at least 150,000 votes left to count, Carrie Lake declared victory Wednesday in the Republican primary for governor, while rival Karen Taylor Robson stayed mum throughout the day. Lake led Robson by less than two percentage points uh, as of Wednesday morning, but the remaining ballots, which are largely early ballots that were dropped off at polling places on election day, are expected to expand her lead. Okay, I say the AP hasn't called the race yet, but look, even though they're, they're early ballots, they're still saying it's likely going to be for Cary Lake. But let me show you this. Uh, let me see if I have the maps here. Check this out. Did we just get an update? I think we just got an update literally. Or no, or maybe no it's a graphic. It's still,
2: that's still 80%. It's been 80%. Mm-hmm. Oh, is okay. this the New York Times? They've been calling it 80% all day.
1: Yeah. Take a look at this. Right here, we can see Taylor Robson in the in Maricopa. She's got it, but the rest of the state is for Cary Lake. How is it this close? I think there's a simple answer. Democrats are voting as Republicans in the, in the Republican primary. And I that think would that's,
3: it's
2: certainly possible. I mean, why not do a. Guys, I don't know what to say in response to that. There is no chance that anybody with a marginally functioning brain wouldn't at least list massive fraud as a possibility. But you have this ridiculous little mongrel, Tim Pool, getting up there and saying, I think I know what it is, it's Democrats voting. Anything but fraud. Because the people who own this little bastard, or tell him you can't talk about fraud never trust people like this they're only out to gaslight you absolutely repellent i just needed to get that off my chest i i was so i i mean he, this little jerk has been disgusting me repeatedly with providing big doses of truth while at the same time absolutely trying to keep the freaking peasants away from the important truths he's just freaking gross guys and he's filthy rich doing this, okay? That's another really big tell. He keeps not getting banned from YouTube. Why? Because he is an employee of Satan. And I had to get that off my chest. Thank you very much. This has been a public service announcement. Now, let us do a poem from Claude Bernardin. Flag by Claude Bernardin. Red, white, and blue, flag. Torn, weather-beaten, wrinkled, sagged. My spirit cries at the bitter wind that turns freedom into a smeared and stained, discarded rag. America, once was such a great whiz-bang, but I'd be careful, tyranny, for liberty can be a circle back, constitutional boomerang. Thank you so much. Claude, and let's do one more from Claude that was a short one it all comes down to love by Claude Bernard I didn't want to be a patriot I didn't want to fight didn't want to go to war but what you did ain't right didn't want to bear these words with anger like a gun but sometimes brother it just comes down to love I didn't want to wear the flag or wave it in your face I didn't want to have to tell you stop trespassing on my faith I'm a patient tolerant man but even I have had enough America is also my home and house and it's all about love love of the sky the moon the stars above us love of this land where I stand free and peacefully with happiness for those I love your dirty games and schemes are harmful all you do is push and shove it may sound old-fashioned in New York City but it just comes down to love I don't hate you because of color. I don't hate you because of sex. I don't hate you because you're liberal, but I question what you said. In love and peace, there is dignity, freedom, happiness, and unity. In America, we are family, red-white, and true-blue-blooded, with respect for the Constitution and all men's rights to liberty. We don't denigrate or segregate. We help others, and we congregate. To thank the Lord for peace of mind, a roof, some clothes, and the food on your plate. We are, and always will be, a free and sovereign state. It is you who seem to toss aside the keys to a better life and fate. You want the easy way, without the scars, without the honor, without the pain or weight. One must rise from dust, work hard, and cherish each and every day you get. It's not at all about right or left, not about which race or class is the best, but certainly your direction, attitude and defiance to discourse, to coalesce, oh, but one thing, one last thing before I put this crap to rest. Love comes with responsibility and respect and that pertains to law and order, justice and individual independence. So go on and ask me, is this why I'm a patriot? Uh Uh-huh, you bet. Thank you, Claude, for your brilliance. My friends, that's Claude Bernardin, the poet laureate of the Reading Epic Threads community. Let us pray. Saint Michael, the archangel, defend us in battle. Be our protection against the wickedness and snares of the devil. May God rebuke him, we humbly pray, and do thou, O Prince of the heavenly host, by the power of God, cast into hell Satan, and all evil spirits who prowl about the world seeking the ruin of souls. Amen. I love you all. Thank you so much for being here, and I will see you in just a few minutes on the Devolution Power Hour with Patel Patriot.